0: Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt, to side hustles, to building wealth.
1: We will show you how to get out of debt so that
0: you can build real wealth for the future. Maybe you've heard about this and asked this question, what is income contingent repayment? That's our topic today on the College Investor Audio Show. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. So if you've got student loans and are looking for different options for repaying your loans, you'll want to learn a little bit about the different income-based repayment plans. Income-based or income-driven repayment plans are student loan repayment plans that change the amount of money that you pay each month depending on the amount of income that you make, as well as some other factors. Income-based plans differ from most standard repayment plans in that your monthly payments depend on your annual income. If after you know, listening to this podcast, you're still looking for more information and some guidance on the best ways to repay your student loans and also minimize your total costs, you can check out something called Loan Buddy. It's a service that helps you determine the best repayment and loan forgiveness options for you. Different Types of Income-Driven Repayment Plans There are four main types of income-based repayment plans. Income-based repayment, of course, that's called IBR for short, income-contingent repayment, ICR, pay-as-you-earn, P-A-Y-E, or I'd call it pay, revised pay-as-you-earn, R-E, P-A-Y-E, or repay. With a standard or extended repayment plan, your monthly payment is determined solely by the interest rate, principal balance, and repayment period. That means that a higher interest rate, a higher balance, or longer repayment period will all contribute to a higher monthly payment. A standard repayment plan doesn't take your income or situation into account at all. There is no thought given to whether you can afford your monthly repayment plan or not. Income-driven repayment plans are the flip side of that. They set your monthly payment to a specific percentage of your total income. The exact percentage absolutely depends on the specific type of income-driven repayment plan you have, but it would generally range from 10 to 20%. So as we just mentioned, there are four main types of income-based repayment plans. And so today, we're going to focus on the Income Contingent Repayment, ICR. We'll take a look at what the Income Contingent Repayment Plan is, and then when you might want to use it, and for whom the ICR might make the most sense. So, what do all income-driven repayment plans have in common? The four different income-driven repayment plans have a very a, a few unique differences, but they re- pretty much all share a few things in common. They all take your total income into account, capping your monthly payment as a percentage of your total income. Only federal student loans, this is important. Only federal student loans are available for income-derived repayment plans, not private student loans. You'll have to talk to your lender about it. At the end of the repayment period, Generally, 20 or 25 years. Any balance that is still left over will be forgiven. Loan forgiveness sounds fantastic, right? There is one downside to the loan forgiveness. It's that any amount that is forgiven is subject to federal income tax. Of course, you're going to have to pay something somewhere. So, So what is, let's go back to the question from the beginning. What is income contingent repayment, ICR? Income contingent repayment is a type of income driven repayment plan that has a few characteristics that kind of make it pretty attractive for certain loan borrowers. The ICR is one repayment plan that does not have an income requirement. Unlike other income driven repayment plans, no matter what your income is, you're able to choose the ICR as a repayment plan. Your payment under the ICR is the lesser of 20% of your discretionary income or what your payment would be on a fixed 12-year payment plan after you adjust it for income. All right, stick with me. I'm going to talk about how discretionary income is calculated. So, they take your adjusted gross income and subtract 150% of the annual federal poverty amount in your state for your size of family. Then, the interest rate under the ICR plan is fixed for the life of the plan equal to the weighted average of the interest rates on all loans that are under the plan rounded up to the nearest eighth of a percentage point. Phew! If you're married, your spouse's income is also taken into account. Whether you file your tax return as married filing jointly or married filing separately can sometimes make a significant impact on your total repayment amount under the ICR or any other income-driven repayment plan. Keep that in mind, too. Here's how to apply for ICR. You apply for ICR in a similar way to applying for other student loan repayment plans. You can apply by filling out a form and then mailing it to your student loan servicer. They do not offer Carrier Pigeon at this time, but here is the easier way to do it. Just go online to studentaid.gov and log in with a with or even create your federal student aid ID. Then select the Income Driven Repayment Plan, which will let you apply and determine which programs you are eligible for. After you see which programs you're eligible for, you can decide which plan schedule makes the most sense for you. You do have to reapply for ICR every year. This ensures that your income and family size are correctly reported, as they will likely change your monthly payment. And of course, if your life or income situation changes significantly, you can change your student loan repayment plan as often as you need to. Now we compare IBR versus ICR. So, Income-Based Repayment, or IBR, and Income Contingent Repayment, ICR, plans have a lot of similarities, but there are a few important differences. IBR has lower monthly payments, 10% of your discretionary income if you took your loans on or after July 1st, 2014, compared to 20% with the ICR. Different loan types are eligible, so IBR covers Direct Loans and Federal Family Education Loans, FFEL. ICR does not cover FFELs. You have to consolidate first, but PLUS loans might be eligible with ICR. Hmm, and that's not the same with IBR. To qualify for IBR, you must qualify based on your income. ICR is available for everybody and with any income amount. Let's run through a scenario, though, to explain this stuff. Of course, the exact numbers are going to depend on your specific situation, but hopefully these examples kind of give you an idea about what your payments with ICR will be like and which situations it might be the best option. All numbers come from the repayment estimator at studentaid.gov, so you can plug in your own numbers. In the first scenario, you're married with two kids, family size of four, and have $60,000 in federal subsidized loans at a 4% interest, with a total adjusted gross income of $40,000 living in Kansas. Under the standard repayment plan, your student loan payments will be $607 over 120 months or 10 years. Yikes. (laughs) You'll pay a total of $72,896. My goodness gracious, I can barely even say that number. (laughs) With ICR, your first month's payment will be $238 going up to around $525 over the course of the loan. The calculator assumes a regular increase in your income. Of course, the exact amount will depend on your exact income. Your monthly payments are much lower than the standard plan. But because your payments are stretched out over a long period of time, you're going to pay more interest. A total of $86,938 over the course of the loan. Ah. The calculator also estimates that you'll pay off your ICR loan in 207 months because that's less than a 25-year maximum. You won't need to have any of your loans forgiven and you won't owe any income tax on any forgiven amount. If you qualify for IBR, your monthly payments will start at only (laughs) $11 because that is less than the interest that accrues on your loan if your loans are subsidized The government may pay the difference between the interest and your monthly payment for up to three years. Under IBR, your payments will go up as your income increases, but the estimate indicates you will end the 20-year repayment plan with a balance of $73,244. That will be forgiven, but it will also count towards your taxable income in the year of the forgiveness. That could be a big tax bill. You're going to have to pay attention to that if you go with that plan. Now who should choose income contingent repayment? Income contingent repayment is a great option for someone whose career path is heading for the public sector or even another field with relatively low income. Because your monthly repayment amount is directly tied to your discretionary income, in that scenario, the ICR is likely to give you a lower monthly payment than a standard repayment plan. Another group of people that might consider an income contingent repayment plan is someone who has plus loans since ICR is the only repayment plan that allows you to include that type of loan. You'll also want to make sure that you're okay with your payments potentially going up over the course of the loan. (laughs) Since ICR payments will increase as your overall income increases, if you're still not sure which plan is right for you, remember we have a tool called Loan Buddy, totally free, that can help you determine which income-driven or other repayment plan is going to be best for you in your situation. Tons of resources, lots of numbers we looked at today. I know that can be confusing. Since we're wrapping up the podcast, I'd like to tell you to just go to thecollegeinvestor.com. Check out all of the links and resources right in this article. Just choose income contingent repayment or type that in the search bar. You'll find it, thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks again for stopping by today. So glad to have you here and we'll talk to you again real soon.